Welcome to another episode of the Area Attack Podcast. And uh, if you're watching us on live stream, of course, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and uh, both Twitter accounts, my personal one on there with Mike, and of course, the show Air Raid underscore podcast. It is a late one. Hey, and nothing wrong with that because we're going to have some good content coming your way. Thomas Hall, the uh, Legends of Mile High podcast host. And of course, he's a Denver Broncos analyst and also a writer all the way from beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico, and a part of a mile high huddle. Mr. Thomas Hall. Thomas, welcome to the air raid and uh, glad to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Look my forward pleasure. to uh, talking. My pleasure. And of course, uh, for all you listeners out there and, and streamers that's currently watching, uh, a little technical difficulty. Um, I know on my end, my camera is frozen to Thomas. And I know on uh, we got some, of course, camera issues. But nonetheless, we are going to. We're gonna have a good show. And first thing first, Thomas. Uh, you know, big. I'm a Bronco fan, of course, and you know, they made our biggest off-season move in quite some time is the acquisition of Russell Wilson. And uh, the Twitter was was blowing up, of course. Uh, Jerry Judy kind of having that emoji, like really, Aaron Rodgers goes and resigned, which we all expected uh, to Green Bay with, with Green Bay, I should say, and course i don't know how long much longer afterwards you know he was pumped and lit up uh for russell wilson but uh i guess first question not to put it all the way out there but a lot of people kind of gave me though you guys gave up too much for russell wilson but who obviously denver won the trade if you look at it currently but did denver actually in your opinion kind of give some insight did denver actually give up more than what people are saying or is it kind of what we thought in order to get russell wilson no, I mean that what they reported is what they gave up, and I mean you, you 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 really can't give up too much for a future Hall of Fame quarterback, in my opinion, who's still got plenty of gas left mm-hmm. in the tank. I mean, w- with Aaron Rodgers, it was a bit of a you know discussion, really, because how how much longer could he really go? And, yeah. I mean, he just won another MVP, so I mean, he was he looks like he was poised to continue, but with Russell Wilson, you don't really have that. I mean, he's thirty three years old. And he, you know, people are saying, oh, he came off a down year, but that's, that's not true. If you look at, you look at it per, on a per game basis. So, you know, you can't really give up too much. And frankly, (laughs) I I ran, uh, I I built a a probability uh, dashboard for drafts and the picks that they gave up. I mean, see, even if you look at what the Seahawks have, I mean, they don't have a huge probability of getting many impact players out Mm -hmm. of that draft. So, you've got one, you know, bird in hand kind of thing and a hall of fame quarterback. He's going to, he's going to be in the hall of fame, especially, you know, depending on what he does with the Broncos, it could be a huge win. So, and it, it already was, I mean, we've suffered for, you know, several oh, years man. of oh, poor, quarter, poor quarterback play. <laughs> so um, it is, it, it's huge. It's huge. And and it's funny because you were talking about Jerry Judy. I, I was the same way. I was like, I was all in on Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, I hope we get him. You know, I didn't think Russell Wilson was even an option. Uh, I mean, I know there was rumors, but I, I just didn't really believe it. And I thought Aaron Rodgers was a big was a better chance. And I was the same thing. I was like, ah, oh, man, this sucks. Another uh, <laughs> another year of who knows what a quarterback. And then I saw I saw yep. the tweet come out, and I'm like, I was in disbelief. It took me a while to even even believe it. So 
it's huge. It's huge. And Seahawks, I, I don't, I wrote an article about, it. I was like, I don't even know what they were thinking, getting rid of him. I, I just don't get it. It, it just was crazy. I'm with you. And, and I think when the news broke, um, I cannot remember if it was Bleacher Report that beat it first or if it was my good buddy, the host of the Time to BS podcast, Dan, who is a diehard Seattle fan, uh, okay. said that you're, he said, you're welcome. Of course, that was all he said. I'm like, I don't know what in the world you're talking about, but cool. Thank you. And then, of yeah. course, Russell Wilson was the news. And I was, you know, just like you, I was more shocked because, you know, I, I did not see, well, first of all, I didn't see this coming. And, Strictly yeah. business, of course, and a lot of people are like, well, that's up. You know, you guys didn't give Drew Locke a chance and blah this and blah that. And first of all, people just out there that's listening, it's a business. Uh, Nathaniel right. Hackett was Nathaniel Hackett probably looking forward to having Drew Locke and working with them. Eh, maybe so. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but if you really knew Denver's struggles, and of course, you know, um, from what I saw, and I like Drew Locke. I had nothing against him, but man, Thomas, from what I saw with Drew, he showed some flashes, but boy, there was more miscues than there was flashes. Yeah. And I thought his time was coming to an end. I thought, you know, I like Teddy. Uh, I, I, you know, I like Teddy, but boy, he, and when he came in, it was not pretty when he came into play. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I, I was a big fan of Drew Locke. I think mm-hmm. he's a great guy. I think he's, you know, got leadership qualities. Uh, but when you look at the actual production on the field and you compare it, I mean, he, he I, I, I did a study from 1960, AFL, NFL now to now, uh, of all the quarterbacks who um, qualified for, you know, statistics over, you know, at least starting a, a number of games and, he was in the top 100 worst all time in 2020. So, you know, you got a long ways to go and I was pulling for him. I thought, you know, if they're, if in training camp, I thought, look, you know, they're saying they're even Steven. So if they are, then he should get the start. Yeah. Obviously the coaches thought otherwise. And, you know, they never, I, I think they didn't give him much of a chance either, which is, is fine, but man, he had a long way to go. And uh, I'm, I'm pulling for him in Seattle. I hope he does great. He's a good. He seems like a pretty good guy, and uh, he's got a lot of intangibles. If he could ever put it all together, he's going to be a pretty solid quarterback. But when you have a chance, I mean, it was like when Peyton Manning uh, versus the Tim Tebow uh, craze when Peyton came, and people were like, "Oh, you got to give Tebow a chance." But I'm like, well, you know, you got a Hall of Famer coming in, you don't miss that opportunity, and so you, you, you know. You just got you just got to go with with that, and for what they gave up is, I mean, it's it's really peanuts for a Hall of Fame quarterback still still with plenty of time left. I mean, he's thirty three, like I said, he's got. I think uh, the only thing I worry about really is if he wins a Super Bowl. Say, I mean, I, I it's hard to win a Super Bowl, so I'm I'm not counting the chickens before they hatch kind of thing. But you know, they're contenders now. And if he wins a Super Bowl, is he going to give it up? And that's the only thing I worry about with Russell Wilson. He doesn't seem like he wants to, but he may change his mind after, you know, he gets a second Super Bowl under his belt. So that's a bit of a worry for me. I could see that. And real touch um, to the live streamers, I am looking on Twitter. I'm aware that for some reason uh, I'm completely black screen. I don't know what in the world is oh. going on. Uh, yeah. Just like I, the Gabby uh, thing. So I don't know, guys. Sorry about that. Um but we'll continue. Uh, Russell Wilson, and of course, what he did in Seattle, phenomenal. And 
I know this isn't Denver, but I'm going to ask for this for for Dan. Just kind of see what his. I'll tell him, hey, listen to the pod. Let's get his maybe his answer or something out of it. For Seattle, and real brief on Seattle. Of course, Pete Carroll took a lot of heat, and he's probably under a lot of fire. I'm sure on the hot seat. Was it surprising to an extent? And I'm going to word it how Dan would word it. Is it a surprise that we all thought Russell Wilson in the long run for Seattle was a lot more uh, probability of it happening than Pete Carroll? Meaning, was it more of a shock that Pete Carroll's still around with Seattle, even though he's on the, you know, for some, yeah, he won a Super Bowl, but last few years hasn't been too great. Uh, I guess the way it's pretty much is, is it surprising that Pete Carroll's still the head coach uh, and Russell Wilson was the first one to go. Uh, I know Dan was kind of shocked about it and a few others, but kind of want to give it from a non-friend bias type of standpoint. But Sure. sure. Well, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Pete Carroll. I, I'll just be honest. I don't really care for him that much from his days at USC and just skipping mm-hmm. town when, you know, guys opportunity to get out of there before the everything hit the fan there. Uh, I'm, you know, Seattle's never won anything until Pete Carroll came. So I can understand why they want to keep him around. I'm surprised that they chose to get rid of Russell Wilson. I think, I think Pete Carroll's success came um, from being, I I, I want to say lucky, but if you look at a draft where you're getting, he got several impact players late in the draft on that defense and Russell Wilson too, you know, his first round picks, you know, uh, he had a couple good ones, but for the most part, his first round picks didn't really pan out that well. So to replicate that scenario again is going to be tough for him. So if he can't find some gold in the, um, you know, in the draft in the next year or two, I don't think he's going to be around much longer. Just uh, their trajectory from, from where they were to where they are now. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't have chose. I don't know if I would have chose Pete Carroll personally, but I can, I can understand why the Seahawks did. I mean, they, they had one decent run. They made it to the Super Bowl with Holmgren. But other than that, mm-hmm. I mean, look at when they were in the AFC West with the Broncos. I mean, they won like three, I think three um, titles in the whole time they were in the NFC West. So, uh, or the AFC West. So it's, uh, you know, he brought them success. So I, I get it, but he's going to have to really hit it hard in the draft. He's going to have to have some more luck. I think uh, if he wants to stick around long-term, especially without a, you know, he doesn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback anymore. So that makes a huge difference. So. Well, absolutely. And now you can get, they get the privilege of uh, whether they want to go, you know, maybe a, a um, Oh man, I don't even know what fits Pete Carroll's system that's in the draft. I'm not really big on this year's quarterback draft at a, at a class at all. Yeah, um, it's a rough one. Yeah, it's tough. And I always I told somebody I said what they can do is uh, is practically tank, tank with Drew. I don't care what they do, tank with Drew, and and maybe hope that Bryce Young from Alabama gets in the draft. And you never know. I mean, I'm not saying I sit there and say that he's NFL caliber, but. Hey, you never know what Seattle may do, but uh, it's going to be interesting for Seattle. I know we're not here to talk Seattle, but I'm curious sure. of how this season may go. I am too. I think they're going to struggle. Uh, they don't. They don't have the defense they used to have, and now they lost Russell Wilson. You know, I, I don't care what they say. Last year was not a down year. I mean, it was sort of. 
compared to some of his best seasons, but he still had a great season. He missed three games and he still, yep. you know, was on, on pace to match or better some of his uh, other, other stats. Um, you know, his comp, comp percentage was down a little bit, but you know, you can't just throw somebody in new that's not a you know Hall of Fame caliber quarterback and expect that they're gonna they're gonna turn it around. So I think they're gonna struggle. And if they don't, you know, if they don't find some sort of answer, whether it be another run on defense like they had uh, in 2013 and and whatnot, um, it, it's going to be tough for them, unfortunately. <clears throat> Moving on um, offensive wise for now, going to defense, I think the second best, um, obviously not trade, but signing for Denver when it comes so far for the 2022 offseason is one that I think uh, I think I told uh, Jossie on the pre or two previous episodes ago um, when we did Dallas and Denver kind of recapping was I knew Denver was in a running, but I didn't really foresee Denver signing Randy Gregory. I thought Dallas was going to be the, you know odds-on favorite. Of course, last-second stuff. We all know what happened the last time Denver. Uh, got a got a player that wore 94 in Dallas and eventually went on to win a Super Bowl uh, with Peyton Manning in Denver in 2015. How much of a humongous acquisition this was for Denver? Of course, Vaughn Miller goes to Buffalo from L.A. to Buffalo. A lot of Broncos country fans were hoping his little hints was coming back to Denver, but I'm sure um, his days are, of course, done in Denver by far. But yeah. Your thoughts on Randy Gregory? Of course, it helps fix uh, some issues that Denver faced on that line, and then that position. Um, what kind of impact is Randy going to come in with? Well, you know, I mean, someone uh, tweeted out that you know he's boomer bust, and I actually believe that he he could be a superstar. I mean, he really mm -hmm. he has the qualities, but he could also miss the entire season. You know, that's kind of been the history for Randy Gregory. Yep. I, I, you know, my, I've been very vocal about them jettison uh, Vaughn Miller. I think he's a good leader, still has plenty of uh, pass rush left in his tank, good at, good at setting the edge. I'd like to see, I mean, I, I'm interesting to see, interested to see what Randy Gregory can do. Um, my problem, though, is is the lack of depth on the, I mean, if, if, I mean, Chubb and Gregory both, have a history of not being around for a uh, full season. So uh, that's what worries me the most. And I think that's kind of why they're talking about uh, having Browning move down to edge, but I, I think that's a mistake too. So I, I like everybody thinks, you know, Gregory looks, he, he looks the part. He's definitely had big flashes. I think he can get after the quarterback, um, but you know, availability has been his issue. So if he's there for 17 games this year, I think he's going to have a, have a good season. I don't think it's, I personally don't think it's going to be Vaughn Miller caliber season, but it'll, you know, it'll be a, a good solid season. I think that I, I was a little disappointed that they, um, that they spent the money on him personally. I, I like Gregory. I just got to, you know, I think he's got some, some opportunity to kind of redeem himself going forward and whatnot. But um, I don't know. There's a lot of money for someone that, I don't know if he's going to be on the field the whole time. I'm with you on that. Of course, um, a lot of not really red flags, but as you mentioned, you know, it's going to be boomed or bust. And I could see, you know, this could help out Denver in the long run. This could hurt them in the long run. 
And I get that it goes with every position, but especially when it's become when it's been an issue for quite some time, right. you get a little concerned. Of course, stay on that D line. Um, somebody that uh, once, of course, Shelby Harris was a part of that Russell Wilson trade right. to Seattle. Of course, they had to replace him on that D line. They got someone that I, I like the the um, the signing of. Of course, is DJ Jones. The contract I think was anywhere. What I think was three to for twenty seven mil or something like that. It's almost, I think, identical. I believe to Shelby Harris a few years ago. Coming from San Francisco, I thought was a great move. Um, of course, Shelby Harris. I'm a huge fan of Harris. That was a little, that was a little stinger. I I, I hated to see him go, yeah. but uh, he's a fan he's a favorite. Young, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, of course, Jones is well, I would consider the younger player, um, but uh, racked up, I believe, 17 tackles for loss the last two years, about over a year or two uh, seasons ago. So, <clears throat> of course, I think that was a good signing. Absolutely. Your thoughts on DJ Jones? And uh, yeah. I mean, I like Shelby Harris. I just didn't think he was as stout, uh, you know, and against a run as he could have been. And he did, you know, he was a, he got after the quarterback, but he never finished a lot. He batted down passes, which is huge. Um, but you know, a sack, a sack stops drives. And, mm -hmm. um, he, he didn't, he didn't get home, uh, as much as I was hoping, but you know, he's still, you know, he's fan favorite and I liked him a lot, but I think, I think Jones is a better player on the line. I think he's going to be a, it's going to be a better, uh, better fit. And I think he's going to be more productive if he can, you know, stay healthy and stay on the field. He's probably my oh. favorite signing uh, of the, of the, um, Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that one. Well, I like, you know, Jones's quickness is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, his strength. And I think he's a great fit, especially with, you know, budding up with, uh, uh, Draymond uh, Jones. Draymond, there you go. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a nice line if they can, if if Randy really can stay healthy. Uh, but right, I like, yeah, man, I like their I like their D line rotation. I mean, really, uh, excluding the edge, I think the D lines uh, got a good rotation. Purcell, Jones, uh, you know, Draymond Jones, and in the new signing Jones, uh, and then you know they've they they brought back. Um, Williams, I believe in, uh, mm -hmm. so they've got pretty solid depth and I think they're going to probably go to the well, you know, in the draft. So I, I think, and, and they've got a, a, a game too, or a game, um, you know, they've, they've, he's a third year player. I believe that, uh, you know, started to show some flashes. So I think they're going to have solid depth and I think their starters are going to be solid in the D line. I, th I think it's an improvement over last year. Absolutely. And that D line was was interesting. I I put it lightly. Well, they had injuries too. They they were struggling. You know, Purcell went down with injuries. So, you know, he and he hasn't really fully recovered from that. I don't think so. Uh, th that's kind of why they struggled. I think mostly. I agreed, and and I, I will say this, and hopefully, Clyde, I gotta get with Clyde, Clyde tomorrow. Hopefully, he's all right, but. I haven't heard from him in quite some time, but um, I know him and I had always good conversations, and I always kind of vow. And I will say, I you know vouch for this, you know, that not so much Vic Vangio and stuff like that, but the injury bug—it sure just killed Denver, especially last year and uh, in 2020. Of course, COVID—that's out of everybody's hands and all that. But 
especially last year. You had Jerry Judy. You know, Cortland Sutton wasn't 100%. You know, he wasn't very targeted much. And Noah Fant was in and out at times. And, of course, Drew Locke and Bridgewater, the quarterback situation. The defensive took some hits. The list goes on and on. Right. Of course, injuries comes with it. Um, I guess what leads to is, was it enough that even though it was the injury bug offensively, injury bug defensively, the list goes on with, doesn't matter, COVID in 2020, was Vic Vangio practically the Super Bowl a bust? I was kind of getting more insight maybe from someone else. <laughs> Besides this is fan standpoint, because we all enter, like Vic, Vic Vangio's got to go, blah, 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 blah. Was it pretty much written on the wall when week one kicked off? Hey, Vic, it's you really going to have to do something this year or just – or is it kind of one of those things George George looked at it towards the end like, hey, we see semi-improvement but not enough to really convince us to keep you. Was, he, was Vic pretty much doomed, I should say, heading into week one of last season? Yeah, I mean, he, they, the team struggled with injuries for the last couple of years, really. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, I think it was uh, Vic Fangio. If he didn't make the playoffs, at least he wasn't going to get another shot. Um, I think I think the players were kind of tired of you know his style, and I think George Payton gave you know did him a solid by saying, "Okay, I'm going to give you one more. I'm going to give you a shot. You know, I'm going to try and give you the quarterback that you want." You know, they went out and got a heck of a draft. They did some moves in free agency. They they set Vic Fangio up the best they could without actually trading. And the, and the rumors were they were trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers, you know, right before the draft yeah. last year. So they they didn't. I think Payton did what they could to get Fangio, um, you know, the weapons to to <coughs> excuse me to win, and he just couldn't do it. I mean, I I I I, I fell for his uh, kind of you know, death by inches speech yeah. when he came in, but you know, he just really didn't, he really didn't follow what he was saying. And, you know, he's a good defensive mind, a uh, good defensive coach. I don't think he connected with the players. I don't think he was a great leader. And I think that there was way too many mental mistakes for, for Fangio. And it, yeah, if he didn't, if he didn't make the playoffs, he, he was a goner for sure. And even if he did, you know, get the, to the playoffs and then get bounced, they, they may have, uh, Pete may have went a different route anyway, just, just because, I think his time was up here, really. I like Vic, and I think you nailed it. I think his time, I think the writing was in the wall, and I think even, I shouldn't say if Denver would have won a Super Bowl, I think he probably would have retired. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> you never know what yeah. Vic would have done if they would have, if that would have happened. Not saying that we had a team to do that, but nonetheless, no, I, I just think that Vic, uh, you know really i don't know if he even tried i shouldn't say he just didn't try but of course like you said injury covid 2020 okay but you still got stuck with the injuries injuries in 21 part of the game you still got to you know coach i could tell you know from what i hear i don't know all these articles and tweets that you read you don't know what's true or not of course some people say there's a lot of rift in the locker room that a lot of people wasn't you know Listening to what Vic says, some even said that Drew was horrible in the locker room. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I uh, one thing that I'll say that I, I felt that was hurting Fangio the most, which wasn't his real fault, but um, there there really wasn't enough like big impact plays or players who made impact um, when it mattered most. 
especially on the defense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that could be, you know, maybe Fangio's not putting them in the right position to succeed, which is definitely, definitely something that, that is, uh, you know, out there. And I, and I thought that as well, but you know, they, they just didn't create turnovers. They didn't make those impact plays. And it, it was just almost like every, you know, just like when they needed something big, it just, it just didn't happen all the time. And, and I think that was a, <clears throat> I think that was, I don't know if that's a mentality that he didn't instill. Um, they knew they had to create more turnovers. They, they talked about it in the off season. It just didn't happen. And, um, you know, so, someone needed to step up and the, the, the one guy that had proven to that he could step up when it mattered most, they traded mid season. So, uh, yeah, Vic, Vic was a goner, uh, by mid season when they traded Von Miller, I, I, I knew he was probably gone. Moving from Vic to Nathaniel Hackett, the guy that was top of my personal fan list. Um, really like Nathaniel. Love what he did in Arizona. Love what he did in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, as I was trying to say. Um, what, as Denver fan base, and we know what we saw in Green Bay. Of course, Aaron Rodgers, now he's getting another MVP uh, quarterback, of course, with Russ. What are we going to see differently that Nathaniel Hackett's going to bring that we haven't seen? And I'm going to be honest with you, Thomas. Pat Shermer's offense was boring. <laughs> it was atrocious. Yeah. His play calling was not anybody's fan favorite. Uh, what are we going to see different, not just within the head coaching, but with offensive? You know, I know I believe he's going to be doing some play calling. What are we going to see some uh, different that we haven't seen in, oh, my God knows when? Well, I mean, obviously the energy from him is, right. is off the charts compared to what they're used to. So that's going to change the the whole dynamic of, of players' enthusiasm. And, you know, if you're not out there having fun, you're not going to win. I mean, from I don't care what league level you're at, if you're playing Pee Wee and you're or, or NFL, if you're not having fun, you're, you're not winning. And I, I just I, that's my philosophy when I coach. So I think that's a huge a huge deal. I think he's going to bring in infectious energy to the team and, and they're going to show, but you know, the biggest thing from my perspective is the um, you know, the zone blocking scheme that he's going to instill. I think it fits um, their offensive line for the most part, except, except maybe Cushionberry. Um, But I think it fits uh, you know, Javante, I think will be okay yeah. in that style. If his vision is gets a little bit better after his, you know, his second year. So I think that's the I think that's the biggest piece that's going to be a change. <clears throat> I don't think their running game was um, it wasn't feared really. Uh, they didn't use it enough. They you know with under Pat Shermer that I thought and nobody really feared it that much because well for one they they didn't care because the quarterback behind the center was you know not a threat. So <laughs> you know I think that's going to be I think it's going to be huge. But I mean. First of all, Russell Wilson's going to change the whole dynamic. So oh, even if, even if he came in with under Vic Fangio, there's going to be more success. But I think Hackett's uh, I think he's got an innovative mind. I think that um, he he understands what the present day NFL really needs from an offense. And I think the uh, outside zone scheme is going to reap benefits. I think Risner is going. You know, his rookie season was great. Uh, I thought he was on on path to be incredible, and they kind of changed the scheme. Um, it, it, with with Shermer and he didn't he kind of struggled so I think Risner's going to be better 
I think, uh, you know, I think Miners is going to have a yep. you know, solid year in, in that too. Um, you know, who, whoever they decide on center, if it's, uh, you know, still Cushenberry and Miners or Glasgow switching over, uh, moving inside to center, um, you know, the right tackle, you got Billy Turner. I, th- mm-hmm. I, I was, I was actually kind of disappointed when they let him go, uh, from Denver the first time and he, he went to be a starter. They should have held on to him. I think he fits. I, I think you're going to see, a, um, not back to, you know, the old, uh, you know, Shanahan offense, but something similar where you've got, you've got a good solid running game an outside scheme. You're going to see a lot of bootlegs with, with Russell Wilson. He's athletic. And I, I think they're going to take advantage of a lot of uh, different mismatches um, across the board with him. I've got, I mean, they have three great receivers on the Broncos and they were underutilized. It's just mm-hmm. plain and simple. I mean, they just could not use them effectively. And uh, with Russell Wilson and some innovative uh, minds on offense, I think you're going to see some pretty uh, – you're going to see them jump off uh, off the stats page this year. Uh, Judy and Sutton and Patrick and, and even Hamler. I think Hamler, yep. you know, if he's, if he's recovered, I th- it's going to be – there's a lot of weapons to work with, and it's, it's going to be fun to watch their offense. Absolutely. I'm looking. <clears throat> I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that offense work. Of course, KJ Hamlet coming off that ACL tear. Hopefully, uh, Cortland gets more targets. Jerry, say what you want. I think the offense last year was just tough to judge all our way around because at the end of the day, quarterback situation really was the main issue. I think the offensive line is going to be, my opinion, I think it's going to be improving. Um, Albert O, I like. I know a lot of people still kind of question that tight end mark. Albert O, is he going to be a – Is I like him. I also was a Noah fan, fan too. Is Albert yeah. O um, the same kind of player we got out of Noah, or is he going to be more of an upgrade when it comes I, I to – yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's an upgrade. I think he's he's a dynamic player. Uh, no offense. Um, it's a it's kind of a conundrum to me. I mean, wildly athletic. He could have been. He could have been really special. Just never really clicked. And I don't know if it was the way Shermer used him. A lot of the plays, they really didn't give him an opportunity to really use his uh, open field. Um, you know, ability. I think uh, I think it's going to be a downgrade, but then again, I mean, it has to do with I think the offense is probably not going to be utilizing oh. it as much. I mean, look at look at last year. I mean, they had Martellus Bennett in Green Bay. I think that's right. No, I'm, I'm, uh, it was um, Mercedes Lewis. Sorry, I think he was the. I mean, whoever the tight end was there, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, old guy oh. that's been around. I think it was Lewis. It was it was an old player. Um, I mean, he, he wasn't. They they didn't utilize the tight ends that much in that offense. Um, yeah, I think it was Marseille's. Anyway, um, so you know you don't, you're not going to need that tight end position to play like uh, Shannon Sharp or you know Travis Kelsey. I think they have enough weapons, so you're going to see a solid year probably from from Albert, but. Um, I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to be eye opening. People are going to be like, Oh, this is the next great thing, but that's, that's fine. You know, that's going to be okay. Again, it's the depth that I'm worried about on, on tight end mm-hmm. a little bit. And they just don't have enough behind him. Unproven mm-hmm. people. I think they should have brought Saubert back, but they didn't uh, somebody that can, you know, be a pass catcher. 
but I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see uh, less utilization of the tight end anyway. <clears throat> I would definitely see that. And it was Marseille's Lewis. Marseille's I had a good yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. I thought that it was there a long time ago. Lewis came in. Yeah. I think he had only, he only had like uh, maybe 300 yards. If I remember correctly, it wasn't a huge, it wasn't a huge year for him. He contributed good blocker, you know, when he needed to be. And uh, I think, I think that's what you're going to see more of. You're not going to see uh, emphasis on the tight end and because they don't have, they don't have the players nor I don't know if the scheme is, is going to utilize it either. So I think they'll be fine. Yep. You're pretty spot on 23 catches two fourteen is what he had last year. So yeah. <clears throat> the ownership, of course, <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> I've been following, but I haven't been following. If that makes any sense, yeah. Of course, yeah. now we got Walmart. The Mr. Walton is now involved, and yeah. I don't know if anybody. I don't know if it's <clears throat> well. Yeah, I mean the the ownership has to be settled, mm-hmm. um, for sure. I'm. I don't think you have to have tremendously deep pockets to be a winner. So you know, having Walton with his $60 billion is not, it's not going to make or break anything. My, my issue is this, and I have, so I, before I got into sports, uh, you know, writing and things like that, I'm mm-hmm. actually an analyst. So I was in uh, retail and I was an analyst. I did site location, some M&A and stuff. And, and, you know, the, the group that did that were pretty, pretty close, you know, across all the uh, different supermarkets and retail outlets and, you know the the what I heard from from the Walmart people was they were pretty cheap. They were cut corners, and so my I guess what I'm saying is if if you know he comes in he buys and he tries to run it like he did Walmart like the the Walmart mm-hmm. philosophy. That's not how you can w- win with a football team. You got to run like a football team. If he comes in and wants to run like a football team, I'm fine. But if he's you know leaning on that experience from you know, Walmart, the philosophy that worries me a lot. And frankly, and I know, I know that, you know, this is just, it doesn't mean that this is the, you know, cause and effect, but if there's a group with John Elway in it, I'm for it. Right. Because seven of the eight Super Bowls involve John Elway somewhere. Mm -hmm. He's a winner. I know he's got a, you know, his, his days were numbered had some bad drafts, couldn't, couldn't really get that quarterback, you know, on his last yep. few years, but you know, it's, it's nostalgic to me. He he's been involved in all of them, but one, I mean, it, whoever he's teamed up with, uh, I'd be happy to to do that. And I know you can't have Manning and Elway together. They're not, they're not in the same group. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm worried a little bit about the deep pockets of Walton, but you know, anybody that can come in and bid, to buy this team is going to have deep pockets enough. So, and, and I mean, right now they are set up. I, I would, anybody that has a, you know, several billion dollars would be a fool not wanting to buy the Broncos right now. They are set up to win the next mm-hmm. five years with, with Wilson at, at the helm. So I don't know. I don't, I, I'd be interesting to see it play out. I'm, I'm anxious to see who, who ends up buying it. I really, I hate to think that a Bolin is not involved. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of respect for what Pat Bolin did. Oh, He's, yes. uh, you know, <clears throat> he, he won 
you know, he's top, uh, top three of all major sports and, you know, winning percentage and his, his tenure to have one of his, uh, you know, one of his kids uh, be involved would be, would be, would be great for me. But, you know, I just, I, I just want the owner to love the team and, and do anything to win just like, like Pat Bowen did anything to win. And, and on top, you know, have the smarts, like, you know, he, he knew <laughs> back when, when uh, Reeves drafted Tommy Maddox to oh, get rid of Elway man. and Bolin was like, no, I'm choosing Elway over you. I love Reeves. He's a hall of fame coach in my yep. book, but you know, you got to have an owner that's willing to say, no, this is the right decision. And so that, that's what I, that's what I'm hoping for. And you know, that in a perfect world, that'll happen, but you know, you could also get like a Dan Snyder. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That'd be the worst. That'd be the worst case scenario. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing who it is. I just, I want it to be, I want it to be somebody that loves the team. They have to love the team. They have to do anything for the team, in my opinion. If I had a billion dollars, that's what I would do. Oh, if I had the money, I would definitely, uh, <laughs> I'll put, <laughs> I'll put my name in the mix real quick. Oh yeah. Um, man. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the thing that in my book, if, if, if they come in and they say, you know what, we don't care about naming rights. We're going to name the stadium, Pat Bowen stadium. Then I'm good. Like, then I know they're, I know that they love the Broncos and I know they're willing to do whatever it takes to win. So if they do that, I'm, I'm on board. I don't care who it is. You know, I still think Pat Bowen's name should be on that stadium somewhere. Yeah. I yeah. Still... I mean, he, He's got a statue, you know, out front yeah. and, he, you know, the field houses, he got his name on it and mm -hmm. things like that. But, you know, he's an icon in Denver. Uh, he, well, frankly, the team was, you know, he saved the team from bankruptcy when he stepped in and then turned mm -hmm. him into a winner. I mean, they were on the verge of going under, uh, under Kaiser. So what Pat Boland did for not just the Broncos, but the city of Denver and the NFL is it's, it's legendary in my book. So, you know, to honor him in some way, especially putting his name on the stadium, man, that would be, that'd be glorious. Speaking of winning and something that unfortunately Denver has not had in <laughs> quite some time, quite yeah. some time, five straight losing seasons, six straight without making the playoffs. Um, looking at the schedule and the course is not official, but the, the opponents are home and away. Uh, of course, we get the AFC West, both uh, home and away, Kansas City, Las Vegas, and, and uh, L.A. But you got Arizona, Houston, Indianapolis, New York Jets, San Francisco at home. And then on the road is uh, Carolina, <laughs> Jacksonville, the, the Rams, Seattle, Tennessee, and, of course, your AFC West, and then Baltimore. Um, of course, 17 games. What would be the way too early um, – not so much prediction because we don't know, you know, how it's everything stacked up. But just by looking at the teams, what would be the over under? Would it be eleven wins? Is that safe to say maybe for this team, or it, or is the sky could be easily twelve, thirteen? Yeah, I mean, you think about last year; they won seven games with a mm -hmm. you know mediocre quarterback quarterback play and a coach that just had kind of lost the team. I mean, yep. seven wins. So if you if you can't get at least three more wins out of Russell Wilson and a new enthusiasm, you know, that, that that's a failure. I mean, it, it's going to be brutal. I mean, the AFC, AFC West, it looks brutal. And 
you never know about injuries. You never know what's going to happen, obviously. Right. But <clears throat> they could not get over the hump with Kansas City or the Raiders, really. I mean, they they usually could could handle the uh, the Chargers, and they split last year. But I think they're going to probably split um, at least the um, the AFC West. And then, you know, they just got to take care of business at home. And I, I mean, I, I'm looking at 11 wins. Like they, if they traded for Russell Wilson and they don't get 11 wins, I think that's, I think that's going to be a bit of a failure in my book. I mean, it's not 11 and five anymore. It's 11 and six. Like, I look at it like 10 and six, you know, in the, in the years past mm-hmm. 16 games. So, uh, you know, 11 wins and, you know, they don't have to win the West. But they've got to go to the playoffs with, I mean, they, with 11 wins, they should be in the playoffs. And, and from that, you know, with new coaching, new scheme, getting settled, but by the time they get to, if they can get in the playoffs, they're going to, they're going to make some pretty good, uh, pretty big noise, I think. So I, I think 11 wins, anything less than that's going to be weird to see. It was just, I'll, I'll just put it that it's going to be weird to see if you can get seven wins with, Bridgewater and Locke, I think you can get four more wins with Wilson and and a better coaching staff. I mean, the coaching staff's unproven. Don't get me wrong, the right? Staff's unproven, but they're you know they're and and I'm not going to get all hyped up about Nathaniel Hackett and what mm-hmm. he brings because I kind of fell for Fangio's shtick and same here. I got burned, um, but I mean, I think they've got. I think they're going to be able to play offense a lot better. And that's a big thing. And, you know, their defense, I don't think is going to be uh, hugely a huge drop off, really. I mean, I think got good players still. You're going to have a pretty solid scheme. Um, yeah, I don't know. 11. I think 11 wins. I mean, it, it, I think they maybe open, who knows, 10, 10 wins over under. I don't, I don't know what the line is in Vegas, but I'm looking for at least 11 wins. I would say 11 would be my safe bet. I mean, of course, we, I mean, just all the listeners out there know we, we understand the entries and we, we get that part. I mean, that's comes with the game, but I think 11 wins is safe. I mean, if you can get that squeak by that 12th win, that would be nice even, but yeah, you know, I don't know what the over under is, of course, for, from Vegas and, you know, I'm not much of a sports better, but, you know, give me 11. I might be pretty, pretty yeah. solid on that one, but. Well, well, just remember that Vegas is uh, the, they don't have any insider information. They they bet they exactly. put the line on who's betting. It's more of a popularity yeah. poll than anything. So, if they say eleven, it's because people think they're going to uh, get eleven wins. So, uh, they just, they don't want to lose a lot of money in Vegas. But um, I I think they should get it. I like it, and probably here's a question, and I think. I was at, I was thinking of this today, kind of pondering on it during lunch. <laughs> Let's just play devil's advocate, and then please Broncos country, don't hang me on this one. But I got I'm just gonna I gotta play devil's advocate for for a little bit. If this Russell Wilson trade just goes absolutely south, and what I mean by that is not so much he has an ACL, his seasons. No, I'm talking Denver just doesn't make the playoffs, or if they do make the playoffs, they're a wild card exit, they're a divisional exit. How much, what would be the, at the headline, there we go, That what would be the headline of this trade if Denver does not get at least, I hate saying two, but I guess I'd be, I'm sure that's the expectation from some people, at least two Super Bowls, I still say, just stick with one of you, I still think it's a success, 
But if this thing doesn't go well, what would be the headline be after it's all said and done of of this trade for Denver? Well, if, if they got one, that would be a win. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I mean, absolutely. I I know people like look at the Patriots, and you know, that's that's an anomaly. Like you don't win. I mean, you look at all the Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You look at Miami had 34 years of a Hall of Fame quarterback. They came mm-hmm. away with two Super Bowls in that amount of time. Yep. One win, and this is a this is a gym, giant win for Denver. I, I mean, two would be. I mean, it would be amazing. I mean, look at you got Peyton Manning. He got you one. He's yep. a he first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, arguably the best quarterback to ever play the game. Such you know things like that, and he got you one. So I think if this year they get to the playoffs, it's a huge win. I mean, I think it's a win on the trade. I think the headlines would be, you know, maybe if they want to, you know, cause some sort of stir, they'll they'll say something else. But that's a win. I mean, we the Broncos have uh, not had a winning season for consecutive years, mm-hmm. and nobody, most people alive that are Broncos fans have not witnessed this type of mediocrity from the team so get back to the playoffs is a win and if they end up getting a super bowl with russell wilson that's huge i mean they gave up two first round picks big whoop you know you get a super bowl i'd take that any day any day of the week and someone (laughs) someone posed a question said would you rather have a super bowl and then you know the following nine years of um mediocrity or losing seasons and then um you know have that kind of go on or would you rather just be competitive and never win a Super Bowl? I'll take the Super Bowl every time because if that was the actual philosophy, Denver would be working on their sixth Super Bowl right now. So in their existence. I would love to have a Super Bowl again. And <clears throat> I know this team, well, I know of course Russell Wilson not and and it helps when you have a quarterback and, and I'm not gonna put everything on Drew Locke. I'm not gonna put everything on Teddy and Brandon Allen and Joe Flacco and Paxton Lynch and the list goes on and on. Trevor Simeon and, and all them. But it helps, of course, that you get a very well um, quarterback, of course, who's been to the big game, probably should have won two. But, you know, that one-yard line, that, that stings for a lot of people. But yeah. uh, but anyway, jokes aside is, you know, and that might help. Will they get a Super Bowl, Super Bowl out of this trade? We won't know. We won't know, of course, till it happens. But I said it on a previous show prior to, and it might be too harsh. I kind of wanted to see what you may come up with. I told someone, I don't remember who it was, probably Clyde, <clears throat> that could this be the move? I know John Elway always struggled his claim to fame not in a good way, was he can't drive quarterbacks. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Is this the move that George Payton says, hey, we're going to make this move for Russell Wilson. Here's what we offer. They, of course, accepted. Is this a make-or-break legacy move for George Payton this early in his career? Well, um, that's that's tough to say. I mean, he's, he's his yeah, first year, right? Uh, but, yeah, I mean – it's a huge move. No one, no one thought that it would actually happen. Like we all wanted this to happen. We all wanted this hall of famer to come in, bring back the magic that the other, I mean, Broncos have a huge history of these veteran quarterbacks coming in and turning around the fortunes. 
You start with Charlie Johnson, you know, Craig Martin, even Plummer, Manning. Manning rode off the sunset with a uh, with a you know Lombardi Trophy. It, that's he. It, it was. I mean, that that's his legacy right there. But I, I, at the same time, I mean, Russell Wilson maybe plays six, seven more years. I don't know. Say he say he's able to maintain his, you know, his uh, abilities until he's thirty nine. Peyton's going to be around longer than that. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they're they're, win- they're going to be winning if he's still if Wilson's still playing good. So it's hard to say, but I mean, he's he has started off his general manager career with a bang. Great draft in the next year getting Wilson. It's huge. I mean, you did that again. I I don't understand the Seahawks brain trust. I I just don't <laughs> understand it. Like, how do they let Wilson go for what they let him go for? I mean, I've seen. I've seen a lot of Hall of Famers leave when they're done, right? Like mm-hmm. they're they're pretty much done. They try and hold on somewhere else. You know, Favre had a couple decent years after he moved on, but most of the time they don't. But I mean, Wilson's thirty three. Mm-hmm. Just to get him uh, get that caliber of a quarterback out from another team, it boggles my mind. So so Peyton is already. I mean, I think I think Broncos country has has kind of like signed off on him being being one of the next great um gms but again you know the drafts of crapshoot sometimes who knows he could have some pretty crummy drafts coming up but i don't see it i i think they've got a good nucleus of the team still fairly young in a lot of spots i think they're going to grow i i think they've got a good five years um you know to make up for the last five years so i i i think he's golden right now I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he can, it's going to be hard to point out some mistakes from him. I mean, but they do it. I mean, look what they did to John Elway, really. <laughs> yep, I mean, exactly. Elway got him to two yep. Super Bowls, one win, one of the greatest defenses of all time. And then he couldn't find a quarterback. And so they, they oh, he is terrible. So they turn, they, you know, people turn on, turn on GMs and coaches pretty quick. So I don't know. It, it will be interesting to see the next five years, of the Broncos, that is for sure. And I think Peyton's going to be, he's going to be one of the better GMs in the league for, for at least the next few years. I like George. And I think that uh, he's got a bright future. And I believe that a, I think this guy could have a really phenomenal career and he might be one of those guys that, Maybe here in the next few years, if everything goes as planned as Bronco Country hope it does, and of course I would love it, but maybe he's one of those guys Denver may have to snap up for the long run. And um, <clears throat> kind of want to touch base with you. I know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I know that uh, Luke Patterson, who uh, wrote the uh, wrote the article um, for the Mile High Huddle. I'm kind of looking through, skimming through real quick. Um, the backup battle, um, yeah. Of course, Josh, yeah. <laughs> Josh Johnson, uh, one-year deal. Of course, we all know Brett Ripon. I don't know much about Josh. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't know much about him yeah. at all. Brett, we all know of um, the guy that beat the Jets. Um, but uh, what from obviously, I'm gonna pick your brain more than I am probably put any insight on this thing is this the year that bright might actually get the backup or is josh uh, what's the differences similarities that josh may have over brett and vice versa of course brett yeah. i like his mind i'm just kind of see is this his time that he might get that backup spot now 
Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I don't think so. I mean, I, they went out and got uh, Johnson mm -hmm. um, for a reason. I mean, <laughs> I think they, maybe they saw similarities between he and Wilson, and that's why they went out and got him. Uh, obviously, they 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 like his veteran experience and whatnot. I, I well, I love Rippin. I think he's going to be a great coach. I just don't know if he has all the tools that you look for in a in a great uh, you know a quarterback that can step in and win consistently when your starter goes down. But I don't know. I mean, he still you know he looked good in in limited action. I don't, I just don't see it. I mean, I, they spent money on Johnson and it's, it's hard to say it's, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say it's going to be Wilson Johnson and then, then ripping after. So he, but you know, he could surprise, he could surprise. He just, you know, he's just, he's got the mind. If he just had the other uh, physical, I mean, if he had, if he, you could put his head in drew Locke's body, the, he would be a, you know, an elite quarterback. Hmm. I think that he's he just doesn't have everything else i mean unfortunately but he you know he could be a solid quarterback uh backup quarterback it's hard to say but i just feel like they brought johnson in for a reason and i think it may be because he kind of fits more of what you know they're going to be implementing as a scheme for wilson i could see brett he can, he could be like the uh it, no, this now I'm not doubt, doubting or bashing the Boise State uh, Bronco program. Oh yeah, they're could awesome. he kind of be like Kellen Moore with the years with Dallas, more of a coach <laughs> than we could see on the field? Maybe two, three, four years down the road. It's possible. I mean, it definitely is. I was surprised that uh, that Moore ascended so quickly through the you know coaching ranks. It's possible. Um, I mean, I, I love. I, I actually you know grew up in Eastern Oregon. I went nice. to football camp on that blue field. It's miserable, uh, hot <laughs> in the summertime. <laughs> that thing was so hot that it was, it was tough to play on, but you know, they have, they have, um, they had a pretty good history of good coaching. I know the coach left and they've kind of fallen off a little mm -hmm. bit, but you know, I think they got smart players. I mean, Ryan Clady came from Boise state. He, you know, he's a great player, uh, very, very good, uh, smart offensive lineman, I think they, I think they uh, look for that possibly in their team. So I wouldn't be surprised that he's a coach. I just, it's hard to see another coach go up so quickly like Kellen Moore did. That that was a surprise to me. But uh, yeah, I think I think he's got a coaching future for sure. I just don't know how long his future is going to be as a backup quarterback. But he could be, um, you know, he could surprise. He could be another, you know, Daniels or whatever. You know, sticking around for a long time. Just. Filling in when he needed to be. I like that. Speaking of that blue turf, was <laughs> it? <laughs> is it as cool as it looks on TV in person? Uh, you know, it, yeah. It, I mean, it, when I when I was there, uh, the uh, few football camps I went to there, it wasn't as dark. So mm -hmm. I think it's got to be even more miserable now. The heat just. I remember uh, when it rained one time, this steam came up off of the field. So it was, Whoa. yeah, it looks cool. It looks cool. It's uh, not great to plan. We, we loved going and, and actually practicing in the grass uh, <laughs> next to it. So, but yeah, it does look cool. It was a little bit lighter um, back, back in the day. It was actually Skip Hall um, was the coach back then. It was a long time wow. ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm older than, than people think. I obviously. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I don't know now. I, it looks a lot darker, but yeah, it, they blend. I, I I have a hard time watching it. I think they kind of blend in a little too much, so that's harder to harder to follow. I think um, watching it, their blue uniforms on that dark blue uh, field. I've seen Eastern Washington on TV now. Their field—I can't barely watch a game. Their field is really bright red. Yeah, yeah. Damn. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, that's got to be uh, hot too. But you know, it's in the fall, so it's not so bad. But we were there in in, well, in July, you know, kind of thing. So it's it summer in Boise. Is it's warm? Definitely high desert. Boise State. <clears throat> yeah, I'd like to see him get back. You know, they they had that one. I know we're going off off topic of the Broncos, right, right. but I mean, we're still talking Broncos when we're talking Boise State. That they they had that shot one year where they had the the um, the team to basically contend for the national title, yep. and they had the schedule to do it as well. And their kicker missed the <laughs> missed the field goal or whatever, and and they lost, and that was it for them. That was their one chance. They had been trying, and and I think they had better teams before. The schedule wouldn't line up. The voters wouldn't give them the you know, mm-hmm. the national championship um, vote to, to get into the, the big game. And that, and that was it. And then after that, the, you know, they'd never, never been back. So it's, it's a, it, I'd like to see him get back. I'd like to see him get back to their glory days. Same here. I like, I respect the program. Um, I know, of course, um, real quick, I know they beat Oklahoma back in the, uh, uh, what else? What, yeah, six, the, the Statue of Liberty yes, play. Yeah, Statue of Liberty. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so yep. <laughs> it's ever since then I've heard Boise State since. But no, I respect the program. I don't know who's up there now coaching, but heck of a job um, when they took over, I think, Chris Peterson. Um, but nonetheless, going back to Denver, uh, sure. real, real quick on Denver, um, you're looking at – well, first off, do we know exactly what set fire in that stadium? Or how that started? I never did get a clear answer from somebody. I don't know either. I I, uh, I saw it and I didn't I didn't go back to look to see what started the fire. It yeah I don't know. <laughs> I, I well, should I probably was... said that. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I was haven't either. I totally not really forgot, but um, why it's been too busy? I totally like yeah I'll catch up. No, because of course you know I was scrolling through Twitter and then of course it's trending. Said right. uh, so I forgot what it was. Denver on fire. I forgot how the trend word was. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Yeah, click on yeah, here. On stadiums on fire. Yeah, I just I really hope they've got to figure it out so that it doesn't happen during a game or something. <laughs> it'll be it'd be pretty shame, a pretty big shame. But yeah, hopefully it's figured out. I mean, you know, there was jokes, a lot of jokes about who who started the fire, Pete Carroll or, or whatever. Russell, but, what? uh, Drew Lock coming back. I don't know, but um. Yeah, I don't know what the, what started the fire. I just hope it doesn't happen again, especially if I'm in the stands. Oh, amen to that one. Yeah, uh, my goal is this year to be in Denver for at least a game or two, and I really don't want to be sitting next to the uh, <clears throat> section that uh, catches fire because uh, yeah, that's not going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but real quick, running back um, – I re- I'm a huge fan of Javante Williams. Um, I'm just I love what he brings, his upside. Uh, this dude's determined not to let anybody get him. Uh, yeah. Melvin Gore, I'm sure, is out. Um, sounds like more Baltimore. I don't think as a done deal deal yet with them. I know that they were in the running. Um, <clears throat> any chance 
if if in fact it's not Baltimore, is there any slight chance that uh, we see Gordon back or is, it, or is it all Javante now moving forward? You know, I kind of thought that there was a chance that he would come back, but since it hasn't happened, I don't see it now. Um, you know, he's a, he's a solid running back, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would have been, you know, a very solid, I think they want Williams to be the, the guy but they need, they definitely need somebody to spell him. And I thought it was going to be Gordon. I thought they were bring him back, but at this point, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I actually think they're going to try and get someone in the draft again. <clears throat> Although I hit, you know, I think the guy they brought in from Minnesota and I'm just blanking on his name for some reason. Oh, um, Mike Boone. Um, yeah. Boone. Uh, he, I think he's going to be a solid uh, change of pace guy. And I, I think he's a good, I think he's a good running back. We didn't get to see him much because he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a, I think he could be a solid backup, but I, I think they're going to bring in someone in, in the draft. I, and I, that's all I can see now. Cause they're just, they haven't been an interest. Although Peyton's uh, you know, his crew's tight lipped, so you don't get a lot of rumors, but if they were going to bring Gordon back, they probably would have done it by now. If something falls through with Baltimore and he yeah. takes a real team friendly deal to come back. There's a chance, but you know, he, uh, Gordon gets a bad, you know, they, yeah, they have a bad taste in their mouth in Denver with the fumbles and, you know, what happened, unfortunately. But he's still, you know, he's a good back. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's got to be William show this year. Uh, it's make or break for him. You know, he's 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 a stud. He can, yeah, you know, he angry runs, uh, highlight film guy. But he needs to really make sure that I, I think the, the big key for him is to fit in the zone blocking scheme. You know, there there are certain running backs that are born for that type of scheme. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Terrell Davis, that was a match made in heaven. Oh, um, yes. There's been other backs. And, uh, you know, some people had talked about um, Williams' vision was a little bit lacking at times last year. And I think that is a, a key, essential piece in the, the zone blocking scheme. So he's got to step that game. I and he did, you know, I think he coming out of college, the, there wasn't a knock on him, but there were some times last year people were uh, were analyzing his film and saying that he missed missed uh, reads and missed holes. But you know, once he gets going downhill, it's uh, he's a joy to watch. So I think it's his. I think it's his uh, his um, backfield this year, and uh, someone's going to spell him, you know, a few times. But we're gonna. I think he's going to be a workhorse and. He's gonna be fun. He's gonna be fun to watch, regardless of what happens. Hey, it's just he just is. He's a fan favorite. He's one of my favorites. I I, yeah. I I tweeted it out like right away when I saw him. Like this guy's gonna. People are gonna love him, and they did. So, yeah. He, if his vision, uh, you know, advances from last year, I think this is gonna be an incredible scheme for him. <clears throat> I like Javante. Um... I really hope that we can see even more of him this year. And, of course, Mike Boone, I think if he can – I know he dealt with the injury bug as much as many others did last year. Um, I think he can be even a good a good backup and kind of even come in on, on some plays and, and really help out that offense. And are we going to – last really main topic, I guess – the draft. I haven't got spent some time to look at the draft just yet. Of course, Denver out of first round picks. Of course, courtesy of the which I think they got the best first round pick anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think they won that one easily. But without the first round pick, um, what's Denver headed into this year's draft? 
what would now be the main focus? Of course, now getting that quarterback position finally, finally resolved many years later. Yeah, I think they've got some. Uh, obviously, they're you know you're going in uh, without a first round draft mm-hmm. choice, so you're you're going to get be pretty lucky to find a real impact player. I mean, you can find them. They, that happens all the time. You know, we've seen it plenty of times, but m- most of the time it's harder. So I think they're going to be looking for some solid starters. You know, if they can get a couple, that would be a huge win. I think they have to find some depth at edge rusher for sure. I, I mean, it's still, <clears throat> I know that uh, Reed signed his tender and they've got, I, I like, I like Cooper, but I think they need a little bit more depth there. So I think, think they've got to come away with with someone not just not just someone who can be depth but who has the potential maybe to become a starter because i don't know if chubbs you know i don't know how long they're gonna keep chubb around with his with his history Mm -hmm. so that that's i think that's a big um i think that's a big focal point going in i uh i'd like to see them address the right tackle position because everybody that's on the line you know on on the right tackle position are short timers I like Calvin Anderson. I I, I really think he's oh, going to surprise yes. people. Uh, he just he hasn't yet, but I just I I don't know if it's a feeling or what. I just feel like he's you know he's he's due for a, a big surprise, but I don't know you know I, I don't know about that. So they, they need to address that, and, you know. And then um, everybody keeps talking about oh they got an inside linebacker. I, I think they're set with Jewel, and if they don't move Browning, I, I, if they move Browning to edge, it's 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 I, I I don't agree with it. Um, you need to have your best players on the field all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, if they if they're just going to drop him down, you know, in situations from inside linebacker down to outside linebacker to rush the passer, awesome. Uh, I think that's that's fine, but you you got to have your best players on the field. So, I think that I, I think they're okay at inside linebacker on defense. I think they got to address the secondary a little bit more. Um, the safety position, you know, they they brought Jackson back, but for the future. I like, I really like Caden Stearns. I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. I think he's a future um, Jamar Johnson. I really liked, I think he's a ball hawk, but he just didn't get any playing time. I think I wish they would have put him on the field to see what he could do. So I think, you know, there's going to be some positions that they got to address for the future on the defense offensive line. Uh, you know, that uh, right tackle, I think they're pretty good at wide receiver running back. Maybe they're going to address uh, potentially. And then, you know, I'm not a big fan of drafting tight ends early. I've said this many times. I've looked at a lot of analytics, you know, the, the, you find more um, production out of a tight end later in the draft. Typically Uh, I would, I I would hope that they would, you know, take a flyer on, you know, really athletic guy that maybe dropped down boards or something like that, that, you know, maybe needs to develop a little bit, but overall, I mean, they did what they needed to do before the draft started. They got a quarterback for the future. We're not going Ooh, in, yes. going. Well, are they going to get a quarterback? This is a you know <laughs> bad year. I you know I don't. I know that you know people, analysts. Uh, you know they put out things like about quarterbacks. You know, oh, it's a bad year. This is a good year. You know things like that. But you know you never know how it's going to pan out. They could have hit somebody big, but they don't have to worry about it. And I'm glad. I'm glad. I, it stinks that I'm not going to be able to sit the first round going. When's who's dra- Denver going to draft? But. Mm-hmm. you know they they already won you know they already won the they got what they needed the most which was a quarterback position so i think they're going to fill in depth uh try to get some future starters you know if they're lucky that if if they're lucky i mean if they ha- if 
Peyton has another great draft. They'll get a couple starters out of this, which would be great. Um, and you can't ask for anything more. You, you know, this, this whole thing about getting five starters out of seven picks or whatever is nonsense. You know, it doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, like I said about Seattle being earlier, yep. being lucky, they, they did get lucky late in the draft. They found not just starters, but impact players late in the draft. Kansas city's done the same thing. So mm -hmm. uh, they, the Broncos have to come away with some, you know, luck in this draft, but uh, you know, it doesn't happen very often. And if you're thinking that, and I think that's, part of what happened with Elway is he, you know, he, he changed his philosophy, but there he was, he was taking uh risk players, high risk mm -hmm. players, like injured players thinking they're going to turn it around. Uh, I don't think Peyton's going to do that. I think he's going to get solid players and they just need to pan out. And, and you never know, you never know of injuries. You don't know if they're just going to say, you know what? I really don't want to try that hard. Like Paxton Lynch, you, you never know. But um, I, I think they're going to have to focus on the depth positions that I, that I spoke about. It's going to be interesting this year's draft. Uh, I'm not really big. I know some people are. I'm not a huge fan of this quarterback class at all. And yeah. um, But it's going to be interesting. I know draft is, is what, next week, I believe? Weeks? It's the 28th. Yeah, 28th through the 30th, I believe. So, yeah, it's two two weeks away. Um, you know, I, I think there's a couple quarterbacks that could, could mm -hmm. surprise people. I don't know. And I think people are going to overdraft like they always do. Oh, uh, I'm just, you know, it would be interesting. I, I uh, so I looked at what, what Peyton has at his disposal with second, third, fourth round picks right now. He said, if he wants to move back into the bottom of the first round and grab somebody, he can do it. He's got the ammunition to do it without really, you know, leveraging another first round pick. So I think, you know, I, I, I don't want to like not watch, you know, cause I, you never know what Peyton's going to do, <laughs> but I, um, <laughs> You know, two first, two second rounders, two third rounders, uh, and a fourth. You, you've got some ammunition to move up. So you know, don't don't just uh, sit back and not pay attention because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. But I, I don't know. I think to do that, it's got to be somebody special, and it's got to mm -hmm. be from. It's got to be an impact position. So I'm thinking it's got to be an edge rusher if they do that, um, or possibly you know another cornerback if they think. They, they found a, a, you know, another a good one, but you know, don't, don't do that. If you're going to grab a running back or a tight end or something like that, I think that I don't, I don't see that happening. So what you're telling Broncos country is, uh, <clears throat> is to uh, be stay tuned potentially right. on day one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never know. I, I, you never know. I mean, you don't, the other, the other option, this is the thing, like, uh, you know, you, you look at the people they brought in uh, for their top 30. Mm -hmm. It's all later, you know, later guys. They're not bringing in, you know, early guys like they would have normally. So that tells me that they're probably not going to, but at the same time, it could just be a total smoke screen, right? Like, Oh, we're not going to trade up. We're not interested in getting in the first round. And then they do it. You know, it's like when Shanahan didn't say anything about John Mobley, didn't even visit him and just, you know, pretended like he didn't exist. And then they, you know, draft him in the first round. So you never know. I remember that. Yeah, that was that was huge. That was a, that was really you know that was a huge surprise because uh, there were a couple of teams that were waiting for him to kind of fall to him, and they're like, "What? <laughs> what just happened?" Yep. Well, last one, and I think it's kind of what everybody. You know, I wasn't really surprised. I just didn't really understand the whole logic behind it. Tom Brady comes back, if you will, quote unquote. Yeah. For his number season number twenty three. 
how much uh, simple question i'm sure uh how much longer do we actually think this guy's got left in his tank even though i thought he was legit done i have no idea you know i i did a study on quarterbacks and mm-hmm. when they when they're done they're done and i would have swore you know 5 years ago like tom brady has the at most 2 years left He's right. an anomaly and, and I don't know how he does it. I don't know how it happened. You know, he got a gift from God or whatever. Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> or he sold the soul the devil. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I would not at this point, I'm not going to bet against him, but right, I mean, exactly. really, you know, he seems like he, he maybe was thinking, you know, contemplating, you don't say unless, unless it was, you know, as the rumors say, as a total ploy to get Arians mm-hmm. out. And, you know, I, I have no idea. Uh, I don't know why you would do that. Arians is a good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it seems like he's ready to kind of give it up and then just thought, you know what? I'm going to give it another shot. Maybe one, maybe two more years. But man, dude, going in there at 46 years old and taking a beating, I just don't. It's not, you know, it's not the injuries that he's had. It's just the recovery mm-hmm. that takes place. You know, when you're young, you recover so much faster. I mean, that's why they have all these events have age groups, you know, cause in your 20, you recover in, in no time when you're 40, you takes a long time to recover. And I, you know, that's why Elway gave it up when he did, he still mm-hmm. had the arm. He still had the ability to do it. He just, he just didn't want to do the grind anymore. And I mean, I guess Brady loves it and he must love the grind and he's able to, you know, work his magic somehow, but man, one or two more years. I, 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 but I can't, you know, again, like I can't say I would have swore he was done. going to be done three years ago, but he's not who knows, <clears throat> but they're going to make another run. Uh, they got a, you know, they've got a team that's, you know, I like Todd Bowles. I think he's a mm-hmm. pretty good coach. I mean, he went to the jets and you know, that's where people go to Don't ruin your car- career. Really? And, you know, he got that team to 11 wins, I think. Mm-hmm. Back then, you know, he's a good coach. I think, I think they got another run. Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, it's so funny because after Brady, I couldn't stand Brady after he left uh, uh, New England, he actually became likable. I think, I think he had a few drinks and, you know, became likable or something. But I kind of like him now a little bit, just a little bit, not, not a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, because I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that do, I don't have a, any second favorites. It's, it's the Broncos or nobody, you know, for me. So anybody that's an opposing team, I don't care for. But he, he has gotten more likable. So it'd be interesting to see if he, he sticks around for a couple more years. It'd be nice to see a decline at, at least. <laughs> you never know. Maybe this would be our dynasty now that we can start yeah, taking over. Maybe. I mean, you, if you think about it. You know, if you can get if you get another Super Bowl and you won one in 2015, mm-hmm. you went in 2013, you know, that's a pretty decent dynasty. You know, you got a five year window that stunk. But, you know, you can't. Yeah, the thing of it with, you know, the Patriots, you, that's not going to happen again. Everything came together at the exact right time. Belichick came in after Parcells, set yep. him up to for, for uh, success. They lucked out with Tom Brady and they just, you know, the, one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach of all time and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And, you know, that, that just isn't, that doesn't happen. I mean, the 49ers, they, they had a pretty good run. I mean, that's the only the next closest over their uh, time period, but 
and they did it with two different Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I'm looking for the Broncos. I hope they win another Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. If they get two, man, I, I'm happy as can be. Well, I, I say one thing, and I'll end on this: is if if we can get two, man, we <laughs> won that. We won that yeah. trade. I think that'd be the best trade in Denver Bronco history, right there. Yeah, I mean, well, you gotta. It'd be tough to to beat the Elway trade, but um, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's going to be right up there if he if he gets two wins, and, and I'm not going to count on it. Like you know, well, people no, no. people put high expectations. It's hard to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to win two. Um, but if he can do it, man, that's that's golden. I'll just uh, I just want to guess. I just want us to back in the playoffs. At least we got to get start. At least start from yeah. there. I definitely yeah. miss some playoff football in Denver. Yeah, you know, this is excitement. It, it's they're contenders. If they, you know, if Russell Wilson stays healthy, if the team can, you know, stay healthy, and that's the main thing, you know, they're mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna contend for the playoffs. I, I don't it is a brutal division that they've got Ooh. that, but you know, like I know that everybody's on the Chargers bandwagon, you know, they they have not been great. I mean, they got a great quarterback, but you know, they're they they haven't gotten over the hump either, really. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the with Las Vegas. <laughs> I mean, McDaniel's he. I just don't trust him. You know, <laughs> he he may have grown, but I just don't see it. So, yeah. I, you know, what he did with with the Broncos, and then you know his kind of about face with the Colts. Does I don't I don't know. So. And I think the I think the Chiefs. I mean, Andy Reid and Mahomes. They're good. I mean, they're going to be contenders. So it's going to be brutal. It's going to be a brutal division, and it's going to be brutal in the AFC. Uh, in the AFC in total. I mean, you've got you've got some solid teams, but I, I don't I don't really foresee the the Broncos missing the playoffs. I unless unless mm-hmm. you know like injuries happen that that could happen. Right, of course. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna at least split each of the teams in the division, and them they might take take two on, on one of the teams, the Chargers or the the Raiders. I think so. It's it's playoffs, and if they don't make the playoffs, I'm I'm, I'm going to be hugely disappointed. I'm right along with you. Um, of course, you know it's only April, mid April. We got. A long ways to go before we get the season started, but uh, including myself, and I know you are, Thomas, uh, the rest of the Broncos country, I, I know we're all excited now because we get, looks like maybe the breath of life <laughs> back yeah. in this organization again, uh, something we haven't seen in, in quite a while. Well, and you, we had to muster up excitement before. Mm. I mean, you know, you brought, you, you had Simeon. He was lackluster, you know. You yeah. you were hoping for Lynch to turn it around. He never did, you know. You you got you got Keenum, and you're like, wow. Well, he if he hits strikes gold again, that'll be great. We mm-hmm. can do something. And then Flacco, you know, it, it, it was you had to muster up enthusiasm, and I did. You know, I I was like, this the, if everything goes right with the quarterback position, this could be a year that mm-hmm. we make the playoffs. But now it's not mustering up excitement. It, it is excitement. It's genuine excitement, and you honestly think that if you if they don't make the plus, it's a it's a it's a big loss, you know. And and it's no it's no wishful thinking. It's no you know rose colored glasses on. I and mean, this is this, they making the playoffs is a reality right now. 
in, mm-hmm. with Russell Wilson. And it just is. It's a reality unless injuries happen. And that that can that that will derail any team. I don't care what team you are. So it's it's playoffs or bust, and you know, they're contenders. So just a, a couple key pieces away. And I talked about that um on one of my articles. I talked about how the Broncos have this rich history of bringing in aging quarterbacks or well not aging veteran quarterbacks from other mm-hmm. teams that turn their fortune around and each time that they were able to do it it was because it was not the quarterback wasn't just the missing piece you know they uh it, or i'm sorry the quarterback was the missing piece they really just needed to fill in a, a position or two sometimes to really take it over the top and and they the broncos have the roster now they they had the roster last year they lost you know some a couple mm-hmm. of pieces, but they still have the roster uh, to to go all the way with a good quarterback. Um, it, I think if they could fill in maybe one more key piece, I th- you're not going to get elite people all across the board. But um, you know, I, I really feel like this is the fifth time in the franchise history where you bring in a quarterback and it changes fortunes, and that's what's going to happen this year. And I think the next you know several years. Hundred percent agree with you. Uh, I think that uh, Denver, as long as everything plays out to our advantage and to their advantage, which cross fingers everything should, I think I think we're going to see a lot of wins and then a lot of success. And I know Tyreek Hill isn't in Kansas City anymore. Um, this might be when Kansas City's being dethroned. Maybe not this year, but I would definitely put money on twenty three and if not twenty season twenty three or season twenty four. Yeah. And uh, and who knows from there? Well, you know the Chiefs they they, they are going to contend. I mean, they have the mm-hmm. key pieces. They got a great coach, oh, like yeah. I said. They've got Mahomes. I don't, you know, whether I like him or not, he's still a good quarterback. Um, so they're going to be contenders. But I, you know, last year you saw some some chinks in the armor, really, and um, early on, and they kind of put it together. But they're they're beatable team. Um, with another good quarterback and, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Russell Wilson isn't better than Mahomes. He probably isn't, uh, but they, he's good enough to beat them, right? Like they, they challenge with the team that the Broncos had last year, they challenged the chiefs. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a slam dunk that the chiefs are the AFC West champions again. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I, I mean, there's too many, there's too many good quarterbacks and teams in the AFC West to say that, uh, especially after watching last year. I mean, really, the, the Broncos last year weren't the very good. The Raiders weren't that great. No. And the Chargers were were okay. I mean, I, I know that the, the Raiders ended up, you know, being better record-wise, but nobody really gave them a challenge from the AFC West, I thought. But this year is going to be totally different. So um, the Chiefs are beatable, and it's anybody's, it's anybody's uh, division, really, I think. I mean, I don't know. I still doubt the Raiders, but I mean, I not that I, I, I obviously hate the Raiders because I'm a Broncos fan, but I just I have my reservations about mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels. Like he came yep. in and just destroyed the Broncos. Like yes, almost it was, it was so much so that it was like almost on purpose. But I think it was his, you know, his, he didn't check his ego and he made a lot of bad decisions. He may not make mm-hmm. that again the second time around, but I still don't trust him. You know, uh, Herbert is a great quarterback, but he's still an experienced young, you know, they, they put together, they won the free agency thing, but that doesn't mean anything. So 
I don't know. It could be anybody or, you know, I, I, and I hope it's the Broncos. And I think they have just as good a shot as anybody in the AFC West. I totally agree. I think that Denver, as long as everything plays chip in the show on their side, you know, I like, I like me some Justin Herbert. I think that kid's a stud. I think LA's going to be there. Probably not, uh, winning it this year, but they got the quarterback to do it. So I'm not going to knock them out. I'm with you on Josh McDaniels. I don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll run that organization to a ground as well. And uh, <laughs> one could hope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, really like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I follow people that are Raiders fans. I don't mean to, to right. you know, like hurt anybody's feelings or anything, but I'm a Broncos fan. So, you know, I hate the Raiders. I hate the Chiefs. I hate the Chargers, mm-hmm. the Seahawks. I hate everybody uh, other than the Broncos. So, um, yep. if if they have demise because Josh McDaniels comes in and does what he did at Denver, I'm not going to shed any tears over it. That's for sure. <laughs> Derek Carr would definitely be getting out of there. I know they re-signed him, but hey, that yeah, that's a weird contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed him for a lot of money, but it, it, from what I understand, is that they can like get out of it. Yep. a year or something like that so it's it's strange it's almost like we trust you but not that much kind of thing so yeah, here's your money windows. but guess what if you don't do a good enough job you're gone so i don't know i mean i, I think Derek Carr's a, a solid quarterback I, I i think they did the right thing by keeping him around but um he's not he's not elite you know he's he's good he's had some good years and i think with the right team he could make some noise so paying for him was probably a good idea to keep him around, but I don't see he's not, you know, he's not, you know, the top five quarterbacks there. So I think they're, the, I think they're just on paper, looking at on paper. I think it's, it goes KC Broncos, Chargers, Raiders on paper. I'm with you on that one. I think, yeah, I'm with you on that one. You could probably end up some people with the weekends probably flip the Chargers and Broncos, and maybe you could, but I've also seen the Chargers where with Phillip Rivers and who he had on, you know, as a receiving yeah. core and some hey, a lot of people have them making it to the Super Bowl and they can't make the playoffs. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember in what oh five or oh six where mm-hmm. they were number one in defense offense and their special teams yep. cost them the chip chip to the uh the playoffs. So I don't know. There's there, they seem snake bitten, but you know, it, that's the thing. It's like, you look back at history and you look at the Seahawks and they were, you know, they were not that great and they couldn't get over the hump. And then they finally did. Maybe the chargers do it. Who knows with Herbert, you can't, you can't count them out based on history. Not at all. Uh, I know one thing football is just right on the corner of course to draft in two weeks. And uh, a, Guys, it's it's yeah. it's it'll be here sooner than later. But Thomas, thank you so much, my man, to come on and and talk some Broncos football. Thomas Hall, the host of the soon to be Legends of Mile High podcast, May sixth is the launch date. Mark and, it down. Uh, mark it down. I'll retweet it. So definitely give it. Oh, thank you. Um, give it a check out. I'll definitely yeah. be listening. But Thomas, welcome back. I'll be glad to have you back on. Yeah, thank you. In their feature and and hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry for the technical difficulty. Yeah, on my end. yeah. The I, I know is... my camera doesn't work either on on here for some reason. I got a crappy camera, so I apologize too. But uh, you know, <laughs> you know, just don't look at our faces. Just listen to what right. we're saying. 
I'm glad people can listen to this because uh, <laughs> it's the second time this week or here in the last two weeks, I should say, that this camera has been an issue. So I'll have to get with uh, StreamYard and figure out what's going on. But Thomas Hall of Mile High Huddle. Thomas, have a wonderful uh, rest of your evening and a great rest of your week. And we'll talk soon, my man. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. You've been listening to the Area Attack Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. All major podcast platforms and follow us on Twitter at Air Raid underscore podcast and Thomas Hall at Thomas Hall NFL. That will do it from the uh, great state of Oklahoma. And have a wonderful week. We'll see you guys next time.